Hello, and welcome to Viewpoints, Dominion DMS's video podcast series where we highlight our vendor partners. I'm Sharon Kitzman, president of Dominion DMS, and with us today we have Troy Spring. He's the CEO of Dealer World and also the co-founder of Dealer Funnel, which we'll be talking about today. Troy, welcome. Hi, Sharon. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And oh, good. Well, it, yeah, no, good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. This is this is great. Absolutely. Um, so before we get into the hard-hitting questions, maybe you could just tell you uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your company, Dealer Funnel. Yeah, sure. So um, you know, I think if we go all the way to the to the way back, I I sold my first car when I was eighteen. You can tell because it's a, a video podcast that I'm not eighteen <laughs> anymore. Um, but uh, so that was uh, in the neighborhood of thirty six years ago. Um, I've just loved the auto business. The you know, my entire career, you know, everywhere from a, a salesman to finance to managing dealerships, kind of the height of my retail career. I uh, I ran four stores as a platform manager. So that was kind of a goal in my retail career. Um, I, I learned along that way, you know, kind of in the pathway of that, that I loved advertising. Um, you know, my favorite part of of running the retail operation was driving traffic and, and making sure that the stores were buzzing and busy and um, so, you know, 2009, the whole recession kind of thing hit and it, it, it provided an opportunity for me, um, to start dealer world. So that, okay. so we've been around for about 14 years at, at that company and, um, we've grown every year, year after year. It's been an, a really great ride. I, I think I made that right choice kind of following my passion of advertising. Um, so that's been, a, that's been really good for us. And then, uh, you know, we got as as digital marketing and lead generation became more and more important. Um, you know, especially things like Facebook, uh, you know, and, and the likes. We really recognized the need to find a way to treat leads like an asset. Um, you know, not not the thirty day churn. Now, how many leads did we have last month? And somebody says, you know, we got three hundred ninety two leads last month. Well. What are you doing with those? Well, really nothing, um, you know, there because I because I got 14, 18 leads yesterday and I got to work those. Um, right. So, you know, as as things kind of constricted and got more difficult and and again, we kind of got better and better at driving more leads. Uh, that's where Dealer Funnel was really born. Uh, my partner, Jeffrey Wise and myself. Uh, kind of got together and, and just said, you know, we need to we need to have a solution that that treats leads like an asset. So it, it did kind of start from the social media experience um, and, and trying to, to, to nurture those leads long-term. Uh, but then it quickly started to, you know, really develop into, well, if it works for that lead, it should work for everything. So, you know, now we can ingest, you know, really any kind of third-party lead into our system and, and continue that lead nurturing process. Um, so it's just been an evolution of need. You know, I guess it started with my want and desire to to really spend the rest of my career in advertising. And then, uh, you know, I couldn't stop. It was like, you know, we're driving so many leads and the dealers need help working them. Let's let's create a, a platform that would help them nurture those leads in, in a more, uh, you know, kind of robust and in, in, in a, in a, in a little bit more of a directional path towards ROI. Okay, excellent. Well, yeah. congratulations on your success. 
Well, um, yeah. Hey, thanks. By the way, that was a. I know that was a little bit of a rant. No, that's okay. <laughs> but, but it's a. It's been a long, It was a thirty-six year journey in about mm -hmm. uh, two and a half minutes or three minutes there. That's excellent. So there's a lot of digital advertising companies out there. Um, sure. In in maybe a, a couple more sentences, what makes Dealer Funnel unique compared to your competition? Yeah, so you know, on the on the dealer world side, which is really the advertising and 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 traffic driving portion of what I do, um, you know, I'll just I'll just hit that briefly because you asked like, there's a lot of ad agencies out there. So mm -hmm. I think what makes us different is, is that we're um, we're really focused on performance more than just running ads. You know, it's really a, a performance agency that happens to run ads. Um, you know, I think that comes from my retail background, knowing what it feels like to be on a showroom floor with no leads and no traffic. <laughs> um, you know, so so we have a really deep understanding of the dealer's, you know, life. Um, and so from that standpoint, you know, we kind of work from low lying fruit, zero spend ideas uh, okay. first. Um, and we try to we actually try as an ad agency to lower the dealer's budget um, and while at the same time increasing the efficiencies, increasing the ROI, increasing the sales. Um, so that I think that makes us quite a bit different, you know, and that leads into what makes dealer funnel a little bit different. Right. I mean, one of the answers was. If I'm driving, we have clients eight, nine hundred thousand leads or more a month, you know, and, you know, we certainly there are there are some outlying stories of enormous amounts of leads being driven, but you know, take the average of say four or 500 leads a month coming into a store in 12 months time, that's 6,000. Right. Mm. And, and I looked at it and started saying to the dealer, like if, even if at $10 a lead, which I know is not what they're <laughs> normally spending, but to, to make round numbers, let's just say they spent, you know, five or $8,000 in a month to drive their leads. Well, that's a hundred thousand dollars or so in a year. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100,000 dollars to drive those leads. And, and again, in, in many cases, it's much, much more, right? But in that case, in that scenario, we started talking to dealers about the fact that, listen, if you bought a car last month for 10 grand and it got over 90 days old or 60 days old or 30 days old in some cases, right? Or, uh, you know, you, you'd have a problem with that because you look at every car that you buy as an asset. Right. So, Let's start looking at the seven, eight, seven, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40,000 a month that you're spending on leads and treating every single one that you generate as an asset, as something that you own, that we should be working long term in a more efficient manner um, so that you can get return on that investment, whether or not it's today or whether or not it's mm -hmm. 9, 10, 12, 18, 20 months from now. Yeah. So I think that's what really makes us different is, is we, we look at we look at some of the things that dealers own already as an asset. Okay. And connecting the dots for them on, on how right. much that asset is costing them and how to move it faster. Yeah. And then, you know, just to kind of maybe tell you a story about that to tie it all together. It's fun for us to see a lead that goes into dealer funnel now. And I don't care where it's ingested from. It could have come from, you know, auto trader, cars.com, true car, Facebook, doesn't matter. Could have come from the website, but once it's ingested into uh, dealer funnel, and that communication goes back and forth, what happens in our system is when the when the end consumer kind of stops 
that communication and you think you're close to an appointment, but they kind of go silent on you, um, that lead doesn't die in our system. That lead gets put into a funnel, hence the name dealer funnel. Um, and it's, you know, we have AI built in, but it's really marketing automation, you know, not to talk about buzzwords, but uh, it's really the automation that we have set up to say, hey, this this lead's gone cold on us. Let's let's reach out to them, you know, tomorrow. Let's reach out to them on Sunday or, or you know, Monday. Let's reach out to them day 39, day 74, day, day, day. And so that we are automatically reaching out to that person. We don't forget about them. And what's really, really cool is that sometimes we see a lead that's in the system seven, eight, nine, 10 months. And all of a sudden they reach back out and they re-engage and say, mm -hmm. you know, hey, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm in the market now. Do you have any trucks down there? You know, do you, right. you know, how do, can you help me get approved? Mm -hmm. And so from that standpoint, you know, we really live in a world of re-engagement, you know, mm -hmm. because now now our now our humans, whether or not it's the dealership humans or people on our staff, are working a lead that's engaged and we're not spending all day just dialing to see if we can get in touch with somebody to see if we can engage someone. We've kind of automated the engagement part. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's an interesting story because I'm, I come off lease in August. Um, right. I, I probably won't, I probably won't buy anything until August, but I've started looking now. Right. But people are hitting me um, with follow-ups now, but will they still be, following up with me actually when when I'm ready in late July or early August. No, that's a great point. And you know, to to, to that note, <laughs> something that dealer funnel does, and and again, it's it's got to be used properly, right? So mm -hmm. you know, software is great unless it's unless <laughs> it's not used properly. Um, <laughs> but one thing that we do that's really cool is we could tag that as an example. You could go into a bucket that says, um, you know, awfully six months as an mm -hmm. example or you know so now the communication in that particular funnel is very pointed towards your situation and it's relevant to you so you might get a message that comes out in august that says you know hey we we know you reached out to us and you had a lease coming due you know as you get closer to that so it doesn't have to say august it could mm -hmm. just say something like as you get closer to that and you may have questions you know, feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to help you and, and share with you what it looks like to either return your vehicle, trade your vehicle, and what's best financially for you. Mm -hmm. Well, that that could be set to go out on day 77 in a funnel that is categorized as, you know, six to 12 months off lease. Yeah. And so now you get tagged that way and you're not getting very, just messages that are very kind of watered down vanilla that right. you go, hey, not relevant to me at all. These guys are just kind of bugging me. So every situation, well, I would say that we probably have in the neighborhood of you know well over 100 to, to 150 different funnels built out. Hmm. Interesting. Just okay. for each and every different yeah. kind of person right. that might've come in through a different media or a different situation. Somebody could be need credit help. Somebody could have a car to sell. Somebody could be off lease. So I think you get the point. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, we think so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, NADA says that on average, dealers have about 18 different software packages that they're using across their 
their business. Right. As a DMS provider, right, almost all of them want some sort of data um, out of the DMS as kind of that, you know, that data warehouse almost in the in the dealership that most transactions within the dealership end up funneling into. No pun intended. Right. That at some point, um, it, if if I'm talking to you about our joint dealers, right, the dealers who are using both Dominion DMS as as well as Dealer Funnel or Dealer World, is there a, a way that you and I can work better together on behalf of our common client? I mean, my goal is is not only to keep our common client, but to have them be a happy um, and and very tightly integrated client. Yeah, I I mean, you know, I I think I've told you this before, I'm not on the technical side of what we do, but I will tell you, I think you already hit the key, which is open communication, you know, a willingness, a goal uh, to work together and play well on the sandbox with other vendors. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's a it's a bit of a mantra around here, you know, whether or not it's dealer funnel or dealer world, um, you know, that we play well in the sandbox. It's, it's important. You know, we have a, we have an end user client, which is the dealer who's supposed to come first. Um, You know, so I, I feel, I feel if we keep that in mind, whether or not you're trying to integrate something with us at dealer funnel, or you're with, you know, a, a, another software that, that needs something from you, uh, we personally find that that it's a mixed bag of tricks how you get treated out there. Um, <laughs> you know, I think you know that too, right? Um, so I, I think first and foremost, and this is the the thing I think that has to happen before even anything technically can happen is we have to be open minded to working together towards the common goal, which is the dealer's success. Um, and and I again, you use the word goal. It's our mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. It starts there. I mean, really, um, you know, there's a I think there's a litany of different things that, you know, we might need, um, you know, in and or you might need from us. Um, but if everybody started playing a little bit less defense and, you know, overly protecting their own little world, I think it would benefit the dealer. Personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we believe in dealer choice, and, and so we're trying to uh, integrate to as many um, software providers out there in that ecosystem and and not uh, be defensive and say, you know, oh, well, that that kind of competes with us in some way. We're, we're just trying to stay in our own lane and allow the dealer to choose the other best-in-class solutions. Um, yeah, uh, and I feel the same exact way. And, <laughs> you know, as an example, I don't think any company uh, is right for every single dealer. It's just not, you know, I'm, the ones I own, the ones that y- you run and manage, the what you know, it doesn't know. It's not not no one particular thing is right for everyone in my humble opinion now I, you know go ahead uh, yeah no i agree and it it kind of leads me to, into my next question which is you know this industry has its ups and downs you you talked about how you started in 2009 because there was a clear need um, as we entered the recession you know, we might have another downturn or we might have another upturn. Oh, we'll have one. <laughs> where, where, where do you, I guess, next, right? It, it could go down, yeah. it could go up. Um, 
And, you know, dealers might need a different solution at a different time in their history based on what's going on in the larger macro environment as well. So not only is not every solution right for every dealer, but different solutions might be right for a dealer at different times. Yes. And, and so as an example, one of the things that we do fight a little bit at Dealer Funnel to be transparent is, you know, we're not a CRM. Um, we are a lead nurturing software. Um, we ingest leads, we nurture them to a point of an appointment. Um, and it is important for us to be able to push that communication into different CRMs. Uh, you know, one of the biggest uh, kind of obstacles that we had in the early days was dealers would say, hey, I, like you said, they get 18 softwares. I don't want to log into anything different. I don't want to do anything different. If, you know, I don't care how good your system is. If it doesn't push to our CRM, I don't want it. We work out of the CRM and that's it. And, you know, so, you know, we definitely understand those struggles that a dealer goes through. And so it is important to play in that sandbox because like, you know, what our system does, most CRMs, if not almost all CRMs don't really do and probably aren't going to end up doing. Um, so it, the simplicity of playing well in the sandbox and saying, listen, let us nurture those leads and push them to you guys. Uh, not all of this has to be in the CRM. Right. Uh, what needs to be in the CRM is is the, the, the appointments that we set or the communication channels so that you can go in and take a look at it. Um, but yeah, to your point, yeah. it really just boils down to, you know, if it's right for the dealer and the dealer likes that system and it works for them, it is important that all of us in the vendor space kind of have a little bit more of an open mind of saying, you know, hey, let's wrap our arms around each other and help this guy, help this dealer, help this help this business. It's It should be the focus. For it should be us. the focus. A hundred percent, it should be the mm -hmm. focus. Yeah. Okay. Which is why um, I was very glad to take this podcast to, you know, <laughs> and chat with you a little bit because these are these are the relationships that we want to have. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if there are other Dominion DMS dealers out there watching this podcast who are not taking advantage of Dealer Funnel, is there some advice as to how to engage with you and your team and, and start the process? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm fairly visible socially and on uh, LinkedIn, as an example, Troy Spring and Dealer World or Dealer Funnel. Just find me. That's a good start. Um, or go to dealerfunnel.com and, you know, just fill out the contact form. Um, you know, for what it's worth, we've got a really great staff. We've got, you know, engaged people. We'll get back to you. We'll, you know, we'll We'll demo anybody and without expectation, just to kind of, we love to share what we've built, you know, kind of proud of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so if, if they go to dealerfunnel.com or just search Troy Spring, you know, or Matt Kelly or, or Kenny uh, Calhoun, they'll, they'll find us. Um, so, so, yeah. And like I said, if anybody wanted to demo, we'll do it with no expectations. Glad to, glad to show you what we're doing. Excellent. All right. Um, well, thank you for all the wonderful information. And as we wrap up um, here today, 
um, since we're both in the auto industry and since uh, the dealers who will be watching this podcast are obviously also in the auto industry, I, I always ask uh, everyone that I interview about just kind of a, a favorite car memory. Uh, could be a, a car that you had that you loved, mm. or it could be a, a car that you, you hope to have in the future. It doesn't matter, um, but everybody in our industry seems to have a passion about the um, the, the, the real asset, right, in our industry, yeah. which is the uh, the vehicle, and, and I'm always interested in hearing them. So, so do you have, like, another 90 minutes? <laughs> um, <laughs> No, I, I, I'm a bit of a car buff. I love them. And I get, I've got a plethora of those stories because throughout my life, I've, uh, you know, I've just, I've just really enjoyed cars. So, uh, but let me pick one. Um, all right. So hey, here's an interesting one. Like my, you know, next week is, uh, my son's prom, uh, you know, and I, I remember a matter of fact, sitting over that way, uh, you know, my daughter is the director of our data intelligence and, uh, and whatnot. I remember her prom as well. So, you know, this, this season of prom reminds me uh, that uh, in 1983, uh, my dad took me to a Chevy dealership. I was probably a junior, I think, in high school, somewhere around that range. Mm -hmm. And um, the new Camaro had just come out. And it was that new kind of angled body style. It was such a radically different, you know, departure from the old body styles. And uh, I remember thinking at that moment as a kid, uh, this is kind of where my love affair of cars started. Uh, you know, my dad actually asked me, um, you know, again, I was 16, 17 years old or so, you know, what kind of car would you buy if you were to buy a car? I said, oh, I don't know, that new Camaro and Firebird that just came out last year is super cool. I love those, you know, those angles. It looks futuristic and mm -hmm. Um, so funny enough, you know, really cool memory for me is my dad took me to the Chevy store and he bought a Camaro and, uh, I ended up taking that to prom and it was like, you know, this really funny thing. Cause back in those days, you can remember like, you know, like hoop dresses and whatnot, like oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. stuffing my high school girlfriend into the Camaro <laughs> when everybody else is trying to take a limo. Um, <laughs> So, uh, and then, and then my dad, who really, what he really wanted was a Corvette. So by the time I was a senior, uh, he had traded the Camaro. He only kept it like a year or so. Uh, and I don't remember what, I think it was a 76. I, you know, he went back to kind of an older body style okay. Corvette and, uh, mm -hmm. but my junior, you know, so again, just kind of because we're in prom season now, it kind of reminds me of a, a really cool memory. I, yeah. I took a, I took a 1980 three Camaro to junior prom and a 1976 Corvette to senior prom. And wow. uh, that probably started some of my, my love affair with cars. Yeah. I uh, graduated high school in 87, so I can relate to. Yeah. 86 um, year for me. Yeah. yeah I yeah. can relate to those body styles and the, did the headlights come up? <laughs> they did in the um, Corvette. Not, okay. <laughs> yeah. Not, I don't think they did in the Camaro. I think they and, did in the Corvette, yeah. but and, it was and every, just cool right yeah and everybody was uh going to like back to the future and the delorean you know that that movie was yeah uh, popular then as well which kind of had a, a similar look so that's a great story well i hope you let your um son <laughs> 
into your garage and and get his <laughs> his pick of cars for his prom date as well. Yeah, we got a, we we have a plan. It's not exactly the same. Times are different, okay. but we right. we've got a plan, so it, it should be good. Good. Yeah. I don't think hoop skirts are in right now either. So they're not. No. No. <laughs> Well, Troy, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing um, your car story, as well as a little bit about My Dealer World and Dealer Funnel. It sounds like a fantastic solution for dealers, and I hope they learned a little and are able to contact you and your team for that next demo. Yeah, and and you know, likewise, I you know, we really appreciate you uh, you know choosing to spend some time with us. And uh, reach out to me for anything at any time. And I'm, I'm just thankful that, like I said, we we like to play well in the sandbox. We like to have great relationships with every vendor that's out there. We don't, you know, we just don't have that kind of mentality to to shut those things down. So things like this for me are great. And and we we very much appreciate it. Absolutely. So thanks a bunch. And enjoy Absolutely. that good weather while I'm up here in like 61 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, as we talked about in the beginning, I'm from that part of town or that part of the country and my mom still lives in that part of the country. So I get a, a daily weather report and I just yeah, it's always- not, It's not been good. I just always reply 85 and sunny. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm a little jealous, that's for sure. Well, thanks again. Excellent. Very much appreciated. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Yep. Take care. Bye. You too. Bye-bye.